Hey folks, Dr. Moji here and today we're going to be talking about spinal hygiene. I know, totally new concept. As people are tuning in, I want to share a story with you first. So there's this, well there's this old house. It hasn't been renovated since the 70s, okay? It is that old. And these folks, they live there, they're happy, they got some kids there. They even have a cat and they have another furry, furry friend, and it's a rat. And this rat is absolutely a nuisance. It will dig through the trash, it will steal food. It is just a real pain in the behind, if you know what I mean. So this cat is sick of it, and the rat is actually looking pretty tasty to this cat. So, there, it's kind of like this Tom and Jerry theme park. The, the cat is always chasing this rat, but the rat is always eluding the cat. It's a mess. So anyway, <clears throat> all of a sudden, you know, the rat goes into its cubby hole where the cat can't get to the rat. And the, the cat is waiting and waiting, and the rat won't come out. So the cat decides to do something tricky. All of a sudden, you hear this, Roof, roof, a bark. And the rat goes, hmm, the folks must have got a dog. Well, now I don't have to worry about this cat. Now I can just really rummage around and, and no one's going to bother me. So the rat steps out and boom, the cat just uh, consumes the rat, you know, puts the rat in its mouth. And the rat is just screaming, you tricked me! And the cat says, in this economy, sometimes you have to learn a new language. And that's really what we're going to be doing today, is learning a new language. You know, you've heard of oral hygiene. It's like, bro, brush your teeth. But do you ever hear, bro, work on your spine? You just don't hear that. And that's something that really there needs to be awareness on is spinal hygiene. So today we're going to cover three things. What is spinal hygiene? How will spinal hygiene improve our quality of lives? And how to implement it? How to implement spinal hygiene? So first, what is spinal hygiene? Spinal hygiene is the set of exercises or really systems in our life to actually promote the pres preservation of our spine health. Now, let's go back several years because oral hygiene has not always been around. 1906, there's a doctor named Alfred Jones. And, well, let's, let's just go back in that time. Back in the day, you have some teeth. They rot pretty quickly. Dentist pulls them. That's all day. Dennis pulling teeth, pulling teeth, pulling teeth. And Alfred Jones, he was pulling teeth, pulling teeth, and he got sick of it. And he was like, there's got to be a better way. He was actually crazy enough to be convinced, he convinced himself, that tooth decay, degeneration of the teeth, could be prevented with proper oral hygiene. I know, he was an absolute lunatic, or... Really, that's what all the other dentists said he was. He was a lunatic. We, we pull teeth. We don't brush teeth. That's crazy. And uh, there was another dentist 
16 years prior, so if, if my math is right, 1890, Dr. Miller, he discovered that there was a bacteria released, um, releasing acid when you digest sugar, which would lead to decay in the teeth. So the key is proper hygiene, proper upkeep to prevent this deterioration. That actually applies to every single area of our body. And not just our teeth, but our, our muscles, our waistline, our joints. <clears throat> if it's not properly maintained, it can deteriorate. Now our challenge in Washington County and really beyond is awareness, public awareness. There you go. So with that, you know, oral hygiene, well, that's kind of popular these days. Actually 90% say they brush their teeth regularly. I'm a little concerned about the 10% that don't, but that's besides the point. And it also, there are some stats, 50% visit a dentist regularly. Now, lack of awareness is really on the other side. So less than 1% perform spinal hygiene exercises. And less than 5%. So we went from 50%, hopefully I'm doing this right, maybe that's 50%. But 50% to 5% see a chiropractor. So do you ever wonder why people, 80% uh, of people developed a generation of their spine by the age of 60? So my job is, is awareness. So uh, I go out to the schools and I teach this to the students. But what I'm asking you to do is like, share this, comment on it. Let's get the word out that spinal hygiene is extremely important. So now, let's talk about how spinal hygiene will improve our quality of lives. So, we have a brain and we have a spinal cord and I want to kind of cover this first because the brain was well, the most valuable player in our entire body. It controls every cell, every organ, every tissue in our body. Now, it is the most valuable player, so it gets the most protection, just like the quarterback in a football team. It gets the most protection because you have your skull. Now, then you have your spinal cord, and that is second. Number two in the most important organ in our body, and that gets almost completely encased in bone. Now, if it was fully encased in bone, we would walk around like broomsticks, and tying our shoes would be pretty difficult. But this is how our spines work. See, you take a spine and you know the brain is transmitting the, the mental impulses down the spinal cord and out these nerve roots, okay? But allowing our movement is really from the disc and the joint, okay? Because if it didn't have these spacers, these discs, then there would be no movement. So these discs are ultra, ultra important. But <clears throat> those nerves, they go somewhere. It's just like wires in a house. You know, your, your fuse box going to your, your, your range, your stove. So if you have disruption in anywhere in the wiring, well, is that stove or that washer or that dryer, are they going to work like they should? Well, probably not. So 
this is really what we're looking at as chiropractors and, and the misalignments of the spine. But let's, let's think about our spine for a second. So you got your nerves in your neck, and they're going to your eyes, your nose, your ears, your throat. So blurry vision, ring the ears, sinus issues, headaches, all those can manifest. But it can also go down the arms, so shoulder pain, elbow, uh, like tennis elbow, things like that, or even carpal tunnel. I know a lot of folks deal with that quite a bit in our society with the, the typing away and things like that. What about the low back? You know, yes, it goes down the legs, it goes to the knees, plantar fasciitis, things like that, even hip pain or sciatica, or some of my patients call it the sacadelic nerve. But besides the point, those nerves also go to your kidneys and your large and small intestine. You could have um, ulcerative, excuse me, ulcerative colitis, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, constipation, diarrhea, it's just a really crappy situation down there. And so these really, any misalignment in the spine can really manifest into a very big thing. So these simple, simple spinal hygiene exercises can dramatically improve the quality of health in your spine, which then in turn improves the quality of health in your nervous system, which then makes you healthier. So how to implement this into your lives. So there's three fundamental things that every anatomy, physiology, biomechanical textbook about the spine will tell you. One is the spine should be in a proper alignment. It should be straight in the front, have curves uh, when you look at it from the side, allowing that joint, allowing the spine to have shock absorption. Number two is a spine should be able to move in full range of motion. It should, you should be able to turn to the left, turn to the right, and not have any issues with that because your ligaments, your tendons, everything can move fluidly. And then your muscles, your muscles surrounding your spine should be strong and healthy. It should be able to respond to what demand you put on it. Now, you don't need to be putting a demand like oh, I'm going to not warm up and go in the gym and deadlift 600 pounds. Probably not, not a good idea for your spine, but should you be able to bend down, pick up a pencil, pick up paper, um, move, help move furniture, you should. You should have a strong, healthy spine and the muscles surrounding your spine. They should do what you ask of it. Now, any lack of any of these is the definition of the subluxation complex. Aha! Subluxation. Subluxation is the misalignment in the spine. This is what I, as a chiropractor, and chiropractors all across the nation, that's what we find, that's what we detect, and that's what we eliminate, allowing people and their nervous system to, well, do its thing, do what you want it to do. Live your life is really what we want you to do. So how do you get subluxations? And this is where I show you this. The three T's. Trauma, toxins, and thoughts. Now we discovered this when we were um, working through Ellen's migraines because she had debilitating migraines and we asked the chiropractor, how is she getting these misalignments in her neck? What is, what's causing these? And he said the three T's trauma, toxins, thoughts, trauma. So think about Ellen, 
plays the violin in an awkward position. That micro trauma, that micro posture trauma leads to deterioration in her neck. You go over to toxins, you're thinking, well, she drinks a lot of diet soda, or she did at the time, because that's what her family did. Diet soda has a thing called aspartame. It is a neurotoxin, highly pollutant. It's just not good for the body. So it disrupts the gut flora. It disrupts the entire nervous system as a whole. And then you also have thoughts. My beautiful wife is... Well, she's type A personality, so she likes to get things done, but college was full of stress and anxiety. It, it, it was a lot of work. So all three things ramp up the misalignment in their spine, causing her to be subluxated, leading to the symptoms, and her symptoms, of course, were migraines. Now, everybody's symptoms are actually very different. Someone can have those three traumas, toxins and thoughts, and then they can have sciatica or psychedelic, like I said. It all manifests differently. So, like I said, the spine needs to be in proper alignment. Now, the big thing with that, and I want to talk about the spine molding and how to get the best results with this. This is one of the big heavy hitter exercises that we offer. You lay on these, one for your neck, one for your low back, and you help restore the curve in, your, in those areas. Now, with your disc, you have viscosity levels. And it just talks about how fluid or rigid that disc is. You want it to be fluid so when you do these exercises, you get better results. So, low viscosity is fluid state. This is why um, after an exercise and you're moving, you feel looser. You feel loose in, as a goose, okay? That's where I want you to be. Now, if you are sitting in a car for an hour or two hours, you get in this rigid state, and that's high viscosity. And so, that's not a good time to do these exercises. So whenever you do these exercises, I want you to warm up your spine, kind of move around. Also, in your kit are two spinal molds. And at night, you lay on these, and you put one behind your low back, and then the other one behind your neck. And these are really designed to help restore the curve in your spine, molding the spine back into the right position. So you do this right before you go to sleep at night. Now, the next thing is range of motion. It is a very simple exercise. You're just really, you look to the left, you look to the right, you look down, you look up, you look, bend to the side, you bend to the side, you hold each position for a few seconds, five to ten really, but you're getting, and you do this in the morning, and you hold your, you allow your ligaments, your tendons to get used to moving in all directions because we get so stuck in our life, you know, you have a monitor over here, you're always looking here, or you have a phone, you're always talking on the phone because you're uh, maybe a sales agent or a real estate agent or, or you know, Whatever you know, profession that you can think of that you're just always in a, in a certain position or as a nurse, you're always standing on one side of the bed, so you're always kind of turned and leaned over. Just imagine you get in this movement pattern, so every morning <clears throat> I want you to be able to move in all directions. 
Now, I gave the example of the neck because obviously you can see my neck, but if I was standing, I would show you, you know, the low back, you know, same positions, bend forward, bend backwards, don't fall over, bend to the side, bend to the side, rotate and rotate. And then, and then for a morning routine, we need to go through our ranges of motion because your spine is designed to move in all directions free of interference. So we'll bend forward, flexion of our lumbar spine, and then extension of our lumbar spine. And then we will go lateral flex to one side, and then lateral flex to the other side. And then for our lumbar spine, we'll finish with rotation to one side, and then rotation to another side. And now we gotta work on our cervical spine, our neck. So we flex, and then extension, and then we laterally flex to one side, and then to the other side. And then we finish our neck range of motion with rotation. And you hold each position for a few seconds. So in 90 seconds, you've really warmed up your spine, but you allow the ligaments, the tendons, to really move for you, be ready to, for the call of action to live your life, to, to, to attack the day. Now the last, or excuse me, not the last, but the third exercise is the wobble seat. Now I, this is my favorite. And I was actually really excited because the students in our elementary schools, they actually use this device. Now they use it to keep them from fidgeting around. What we use it for is really to hydrate the disc. This is really a concept called imhibition. So this pumping mechanism pumps fluid back into the disc and you know extracting the bad fluid. So it pumps in glucose and oxygen and takes out carbon dioxide, a waste product. Now how this typically happens for the rest of the body is blood. You know, your blood flow <laughs> moves things in and takes things out. Arterial supply, vein going back to the heart to, to do its thing, okay? And we won't get into that. The disc is avascular, meaning it doesn't get any blood supply. So, it does, you know, it, it, it stays healthy through imhibition, through pumping. Now, pumping movement. This is a great exercise to keep that movement going. Here, we're gonna talk about the wobble seat. And your spine goes through these nerve roots. And your disc are avascular, and so we wanna work on thickening the disc. And this exercise is designed to do that. So we take our wobble seat, and we sit on it. And we go from side to side, and then we start going forward and backward. And then we will start going clockwise. And then we will go counterclockwise to rehydrate the disc through a pumping mechanism because our disc are avascular, so it doesn't have blood supply. Now what happens when you get subluxated, misaligned? Those joints get stuck. And those stuck joints don't move good. They get stuck. And I know I've said that a couple times. They get stuck. <laughs> they get stuck. So when they get stuck, that pumping 
doesn't happen. That fluid in and out doesn't happen. So stuck joints lead to degenerative disc disease. And so many of our public are suffering with degenerative disc disease. And what happens, you have a healthy spine, you get subluxated and misaligned, and you can see how that disc is starting to bulge. And then you have phase one, phase two degenerative disc disease with bone spurring. And then you lead to stage three joint fusion. This is a very problematic place to be. Um, still, we can still work with those cases. They're just a bigger challenge. It takes a lot more work to get that spine to get to moving again. Now, the next is TheraBand. This is the last exercise. TheraBand exercise, you can take a TheraBand, put it behind your head, sit nice and tall, and you extend out. Putting stress in the system, not a good stress, excuse me, that allows the neck muscles to strengthen, the intrinsic muscles to get used to being in good posture. So when you're attacking your day, living your life, you can do it with good posture, maintaining the health of your spine, keeping it in proper alignment, keeping those curves healthy, keeping everything moving. So I hope and I pray that you found this program um, helpful, enjoyable, because really ultimately with these spinal hygiene exercises, I want to keep you from getting eaten for lunch by degenerative disc disease. So I hope you have a blessed rest of your day, and I'll see you next time on Thriving with Chiropractic.